Uh, stories of the day. Front page of the Herald Sun. The Melbourne Cup Carnival was the top financial generator of right. any annual sporting event in Australia. Oh, it's annual sporting event. Yeah. I was wondering where the, the AFL gets a run. And it's in Australia. Yes, there's Australia. Yeah, because the Melbourne Cup is celebrated throughout Australia. Yeah. The Cup Carnival delivered $422 million in gross economic benefit to, to Victoria, with Crikey. visitors from near and far pouring much-needed funds into the state food, fashion and hospitality industries. That is it, not just the day. I know the Carnival. It's the Carnival. Uh, yes, yes. So oh. is the Cup Carnival an annual event? That's four days. <laughs> Right on that yeah. basis, couldn't you say the AFL is an annual event? It just happens to, to go over twenty-three weeks, plus the finals. Twenty-three <laughs> weeks plus finals. But interesting that the article in the Herald Sun says a study by e- IER right. found the four-day carnival has contributed more than uh, three point six billion in gross uh, gross economic benefit to Victoria in the past decade. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say who uh, what IER is. That's weird because normally you'd actually say IER. What I, it is. I hope I'm not misrepresenting the situation, but I don't think they say what IER is. So, is IER something like the international international economic research? That'll do. Right, based in Zurich. Or is it a 14-year-old with a calculator called Ian Edward Reynolds? Uh, um, it would be nice to know. All that aside, it's 422 million. Right? Pretty good. Um, here we go. IER is a... This Scorch has done this for me. IER is a boutique business consultancy specialising in research, strategy development and performance measurement in the sport and entertainment industry. Wow. Okay. Now, so- it would be interesting to know whether... They were retained, for example, by the VRC. (laughs) (laughs) Which can happen. (laughs) Which can happen. Yeah, but it'd be fair Um, if the government um, retained them and said, okay, what's this, you know, what is um, the cup putting into the economy? So if you went for the big events in uh, Melbourne, uh, I I think we're all surprised here it's the Melbourne Cup, and and I am a massive racing man, so I I love the fact that it's the Melbourne Cup. Mm. What would have been your natural thought? A natural thought would be grand final, maybe though, because if you think about the money that changes hands, like when you, the, that would include presumably buying a new suit, buying some new shoes, buying a hat, yeah. right? and and therefore yeah. no other event that happens during the course of um, uh, our calendar. I would have thought of tennis, but even that. Yeah. But can I give you the summary from uh, our very own uh, Scorcher as to why it might generate more more money <laughs> than the grand final? Yeah. Quote from Scorch. The Spring Racing Carnival has a bit of an advantage because you don't have to jam yourself into a Karen Miller to go to the AFL grand final and bluefin arowana sushi costs more than a meat pie. There we go. Close, close <laughs> quote, which is probably fair enough. Oh, dear. Uh, but it is good news that uh, we, we have the events that people want to come to see. We haven't mm-hmm. even mentioned the Grand Prix. And which which would you would think the Grand Prix would attract visitors from all around the globe? You know yeah. those people who just go around watching Grand Prix wouldn't wouldn't be as many. Oh well, hang on, no, they'd have more visitors from overseas than the Melbourne Cup would. Well, you would think for sure. Um, and uh, I like the story in the Australian: a contractor working on a government level crossing removal has allegedly headbutted a bakery owner in Melbourne's east following an altercation over parking. Why, do you, that, why that, do you like that story? Because it's the sort of thing that happens out there. Mm. Um, um, this is a massive one. It's the one in Surrey Hills. I don't know if you've ever seen. It is massive. Right. And obviously that would be an, uh, an embuggerance for local businesses. Oh, I see. Right. And, and what um, is allegedly occurred is one of the contractors has parked in those spaces outside businesses. Right. Mm. 
and he's working there all day, yeah. and the and the bakery owner says, right. you know, hang on a flash. You're getting would, in the way you, of my would, cash flow. Would you mind not parking there? Oh, he's giving one too. And he's left a note <laughs> on the windscreen, and one thing's led to another, and allegedly a headbutt has taken place. Got to take the boy off. Who headbutted who? The contractor allegedly oh. headbutted mm. the bakery owner, oh. who is named, so maybe if anyone knows him or if he's listening, we wouldn't mind... Uh, speaking to him this morning. Right. Um, the company, I was faced uh, with a dilemma in my house yesterday because we got a late delivery for my daughter's birthday party and it came with a tish ton mm. of soft plastics. Yep. And I looked at them and I stared at them for a while and I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> well, and also what we know is that um, the company that was dealing with it is now insolvent. Yeah, the company behind Coles and Woolworths Soft Plastics Recycling Program has been declared insolvent after failing to pay storage fees for the thousands of tonnes of plastics it's secretly stockpiled around the country. Yeah. So it would, if we could get uh, Roger the Recycler... Um, <laughs> what are on, we supposed to do? Tell us, what do we do with soft plastics? There's, there's, there's nothing good about this story. No. I mean, and, and it was sort of all started with good intent, didn't it? Yeah, and, and it was, and it looked really virtuous. Yeah, it looked. And virtuous. everyone involved, everyone involved was virtuous. In fact, there was a virtuous circle. Yeah, there was the the recyclers, Coles and Woolworths yeah. looked virtuous, and the, and the well, public were playing a big role. We were putting it in a plastic bag and dropping it off. Mm-hmm. We were everyone was being um, extremely virtuous. Unfortunately, nothing was happening. Well, well, and you can't make money out of it, presumably. And Victoria's newest medical students are going to the country and uh, planning to stay. Well, you would, uh, wouldn't you? I would have thought being a GP in the bush would be a great job. Yeah, and so the GPs, so when we were growing up, you'd think GPs, geez, they're well paid. Mm. They're not that well paid, no, are they? they are G- not. The GPs. So leading sort of the traditional GP life, middle class Melbourne life, and you know, kids going to expensive schools, probably not that possible. Yeah. So maybe head off to you know Horsham, and away you go. Um, these are their titles: MD, PhD, EDD, APA. <laughs> That is just one of the best jokes I've ever <laughs> Can we play that? That is from Cheers, where he comes into the. He, um, Dr. Frazier Crane, comes into the bar with his new girlfriend and he's showing off that she has many, many medical qualifications. Mm. And then the, um, uh, the Woody, the simple barman from Indiana, gives his response. Everybody, I'd like you to meet my date, Dr. Lilith Sternen, MD, PhD, EDD, APA. Boy, it sure and spelled like it sounds. <laughs> You love that, don't you? I just think that is so clear. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> Great line. Um, we, um, we started off this morning in the first half hour. You read an advertisement for a product that made reference mm. to a condition suffered by men from time to time yep. called ED. ED, that's correct. And then I was like sitting, for pilot. As, I, as I was listening to you read that, I thought... Are there any good EDs? Because that's erectile dysfunction. Well, that one's not good. No, it, uh, uh, emergency department. No good. Uh, eating disorder. Mm, terrible. Energy drinks. And we got to do. Are there any good EDs? Um, so uh, and eternal. Richard says eternal damnation. Well, that's no good. That's no good. And that yeah. lasts forever. It's like the Dan- <laughs> is that Dante? Dan- Dante. Dante's Inferno. Inferno. That's got to yeah. be right in there with yeah. eternal damnation. Someone that, and that a desperate move came up with Emmett Dunn, the old Richmond footballer. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah.